Hello! Welcome to episode... What will this be? Four? Uh, five. Four? Actually, we have, five. A, we have an old four in the bank. Yes. Yes, we do. Episode uh, five. So some episode between one and <laughs> and maybe infinite. Who knows? <laughs> some real integer. Yes. <laughs> Wait, is is this episode pi? Yes, it could be actually. This could be episode pi or two pi. Chapter three. Yeah. <laughs> That's we, guess. We should make an episode about pi and label it. Yeah. Pi. Yes, if we get to three hundred and fourteen, for example, oh, we could do this. Best. But that might be a couple years from now. <laughs> how, about, how about 31? 31, yeah. Could be an episode about Pi. We could release it in March on, on Pi Day. But that's actually, I think, in a few days. So two weeks from now, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I think we should take this opportunity at the top of the podcast to mention the Patreon. Uh, Yeah, this is a really nice thing. The way that we have to set up is that it benefits both of us, and uh, it's a really nice thing. We have some rewards set up for anybody who's interested in and uh, actually joining our Patreon. Uh, you're supporting both both Quinn and I uh, with not only the podcast but our our actual YouTube stuff as well. Yeah, so ostensibly the Patreon is for the podcast, but obviously because it goes to both of us, it will also feed into all of our various cooking endeavors. You can find the link for that in the top of the comment section if you're looking at this on YouTube, or uh, if you can also find this, I guess, in the sound, SoundCloud link as well. Yeah, in the SoundCloud uh, description, it'll be there. Perfect. Yeah, uh, also, patreon.com slash brainstormkitchen, if you just feel like typing that in manually. Yeah, so if uh, if you do decide to do this, as I said, it helps us a lot. So, okay, outside yeah, of that... It was funny, <laughs> in like the first weeks of editing this podcast, I realized we have never mentioned it once. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we, we passively mentioned it, I think, once. We were like, yeah, this is, uh, this is a possibility we might eventually have a Patreon, but yeah. I don't think we actually discussed that we started one, so, yeah. So let's talk about the most urgent issue of the day, which will be a little bit old by the time this episode comes out. But I think you know where I'm going, right? <laughs> Are we going to talk about my Tide Pod video? We're going to talk about my Tide Pod video. So, <laughs> what was the yeah. thought process? I mean, it was like a jumping the shark move, totally. But it was I was sitting in my bed, like, one night and i was just like you know what i could create a really cool tide pod using spherification and i was thinking about it i was like ah oh, and then it, like i was like yeah but i don't know maybe this is like import taste maybe it's a bad idea and then i don't know then i decided i was just like i started just screwing around to see if i could do it i got the ingredients and i was playing around and you know they came out okay and i was like all right like i've you know i filmed this i have you know this much work put into it and then I was like, do I still want to do this? Do I still want to, like, like record the audio and, and edit the video and all of this stuff? And every single time, a step of the way, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be debasing my fr my fr uh, fans. They're going to totally think this is a bad idea and whatever. 
Yeah, and anyways, <laughs> I decided to publish it, so it's it's there now, out on the internet, ostensibly forever. So, uh, what, what, what are the comments like? Uh, I mean, so, somebody actually, like, was like, yeah, so you jumped onto the bandwagon. Uh, I, I also had published this to Reddit a few times. Um, I published this to, um, the subreddit, uh, Learn Useless Talents, which I, um, people have really liked my content there before. So I published it there, and after about, I don't know, two, it got immediately downvoted to zero, and uh, about like an hour or two afterwards, one of the moderators just like they have like this canned response where it's like when a moderator removes a post, it says something like, you know, uh, thank you for sub- you know your submission, um, but we're removing it because of the following reason. And, and and then they have a section there where the moderator actually types the reason. And the reason in this case was this is just a terrible idea. And I was like, I saw this the next oh, morning man. when I woke up, and I was like, oh, God, like I, yeah, I definitely have gotten I'm a lot sorry, of. Um, but that's yeah, really funny. That's really yeah. funny. It was definitely amusing. I don't know. It it still remains actually one of the worst performing videos that I've actually published. Um, and you know, it just happens. It's it's funny because um, from in my experience, when when I think that a video is like gonna be you know, topical or might do well based on, like, what's going on in, in the surroundings, uh, it never does well. Like, I, yeah. I sometimes do research, and I'm like, yeah, I think this video is going to... I put so much work into it, it's going to be a really great video, and then it's just... it flops. Uh, but then there's times where I just, like, I don't care, and I'm just like, I put something out, and then that video does, like, super well, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like so I didn't... I, this wasn't... I think, yeah. the, I think the issue is... Whether it's a good trend or a bad trend, by the time you can make a proper video about it, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not like we're just talking, you know. When you're making food-related videos, you gotta, like, get some shit done. Yeah. And I mean, I think as well, I started making this video, I think, about two weeks ago, or three weeks ago. Um... It took me a week to get the video done because I had a lot of issues with making this, and then, um, and then on. At, but even at that point, the trend was already dying. It was already dead. Like nobody, nobody cares about Tide Pods anymore. It's like the internet has moved on. Uh, so in essence, all I did was really just kind of shoot myself in the foot, and I, I definitely lost a, I lost a few subscribers that day as well. So I definitely think that it wasn't maybe the the smartest idea, but whatever. I, I still stand by it. I mean, it's not. Thankfully, nobody was offended, which is what I was mostly worried about. But maybe that just to do with the fact that it wasn't shared by that many people. Um, but it, yeah, as far as it stands right now, it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's there out there on the internet. So yeah, well, you, you live and you learn, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I mean, I think that this maybe if you're if you're also an aspiring content creator, or you have your videos and stuff. I mean nothing venture nothing gained in one aspect but also i mean i it doesn't seem right now that this like hurt me as a creator i might have wasted a you know a week of my time making the video but it's not like anything terrible has happened and surprisingly the video was never demonetized which i was really expecting and it didn't happen at all so oh, really? that's yeah i know i was really surprised oh, by this actually that brings us on to another topic are you still getting monetization Yes, um, I actually am. I like um, I was mostly worried about the um, 
number the watch time hours and I'm okay. So I'm still getting monetized right now. But yeah, the 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 whole thing with the small content creator like just I don't know, it's just absolutely insane. And like I remember I you you've been around for YouTube for a while, so I think you've you've been monetized um when you first started. But then they when I started they did this thing with the uh, 10,000 views before you can get monetization. And uh at the time, I was like, okay, this is a goal. I can, like, try to reach this and stuff. And I was reading all these, like, really terrible stories from people who, like, started a year ago, for example, and they, you know, they fought for six months to get to these 10,000 views, and they're so happy to, like, get the monetization, and then, like, you know, their channel's still small, and then they don't get anything. And uh, that's really shitty. And, because uh, the, new, the new benchmark is, like, what, 44,000 or 40,000 hours? Of watch time, isn't it? Yeah, it's like two thousand four hundred. Uh, or sorry, yeah, two thousand two hundred and forty thousand. Uh, watch minutes is what you need, which is like absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that takes me. That takes my channel about six months to get now, which I'm I'm pretty fortunate right now in this case. Um, but if I didn't have this, if I had started six months later, for example, or you know, I didn't have a very good watch time, I this would have been an issue. And I also saw like a lot of really horror stories of people who had like um, tutorial videos and they had something like millions and millions of views on their videos, but they didn't have that many subscribers because, um, you know, people don't subscribe sometimes to, you know, for example, if you want to know how to make, you know, clean your iPhone or something like this, you're not going to subscribe to uh, to somebody who's, you know, making these videos. You're just going to watch the video on how to clean your iPhone and then you're going to click off and like that's, you know, that's it. Um, which is still useful, you know, you can still sell advertisements, but you might not have a thousand subscribers then. And it's uh, it's really a shame. Yeah, and it's not even like any anyone in that bracket was making any money. It's almost more just the principle of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also, also don't... Yeah. I think you get enhanced analytics as a partner, right? You, yeah, I think so. I actually, I don't, yes, you do. And you can also uh, contact the uh, YouTube support, which you can't do, I think, if you're not a YouTube partner. Well, you can, so, it just gets lost in the void, I believe. Yeah, I think that's the case, which is... Um, well, I'll tell you what, I'm certainly no longer a partner. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit, I'm sorry, that really sucks. Oh, yeah, uh, I felt like I was making any money, but it's like, I've been a partner on YouTube... For like eight years. It's. I think the other thing that's really scary about this um, is that, like, it's, you know, even if you do meet these requirements, um, you know, you can always lose it. And if you don't have the subscribe, if you don't gain enough subscribers in a year, if you don't have enough watch time in a year, you know, you stop making money. <laughs> like, you stop, you know, whatever. And I've had friends of mine argue and say, look, you shouldn't be doing this because, you know, you want money, which, of course, yeah, you know, that's not why. You, people make content for youtube i mean some people do but uh and that's not one of the main reasons why i do that but it definitely does you know, it, <laughs> it's definitely a perk yeah um but yeah again like, like i said it's, it's for me it's more just the principle because i feel like certain channels probably should have been grandfathered in yeah yeah, I mean, if you've been around for... I mean, how many years have you been on YouTube now? I've been on YouTube easily 10 years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really a, a shame then. That, 
<sighs> well, I'm sorry. Is there any way? I mean, are you close at all, or is it oh, no, quite I, a stretch? I am. I am nowhere near the, the requirement. All right. So we just need to make this podcast super famous, and you know, get, get a bunch of subscribers and watch time on your <laughs> on your videos, and then uh, you'll be back in the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep uploading videos once a week as we're recording this episode. I'm back to uploading uh, once a week at least. So. That's great. That's great. So I guess on a more on like a maybe along these lines, we can continue this topic and talk about people who actually probably aren't demonetized and uh, talk about other YouTube channels. I think this was yeah. kind of the idea for the focus uh, today was to talk about other YouTube channels that that we follow that we find really interesting and uh, that maybe you know inspire. For example, the ones that have inspired me and the ones that have inspired you. Um, and talk yeah. about just maybe what makes these people interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I, I do follow a lot of the bigger food channels, but again, our audience might not be super familiar with them. But again, some of the big channels are doing some <laughs> really cool stuff. Like, um, do you watch Eater much? Do I watch what? Eater. Eater. Um, I have seen like it's one of these. I have a, like this really bad, terrible habit of, you know, clicking onto a channel, watching a video, and then like not subscribing, and then just doing this like twenty times before I actually realize that they're a channel and then subscribe. Mm -hmm. Um, and Eater is definitely one I've seen more recently, a few times now, and I've found really interesting. Um, they have the ones with the this guy who, uh, for example, he compared the the most expensive rice cooker. Um, to the cheapest rice cooker, and I yes. thought this was a really interesting video. And I was like, after this, I was like, maybe I want one of these rice cookers. Like, maybe I want to spend three hundred years on a rice cooker. Um, I forget what the guy's name is. Maybe. Oh, it's um. Uh, hang on, let me. Oh, I I can I can remember this. Is it Clifford Enno? Yeah, you Endo. can do this. Cl Clifford Enno. Endo. Endo. Yes. Clifford Endo. Okay. I just found this. This guy was, I actually, I really liked him and I think he's got a great, like, personality. Um, I think that this is, like, actually one of the cool things about YouTube that's maybe a little bit different than traditional cooking videos, which is that your personality can shine through a little bit more. It's not, doesn't seem so staged, which, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But also, it's not so, um, like, I'm not really a big fan of, like, the cooking TV shows that you'll find on cable television or something because... These people, like, it, it's all about them. Whereas I feel like on YouTube, it's a lot more about, like, the channel or about, like, the what they're doing. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah, another great um, series under the Eater uh, channel is um, called Prime Cut. It's about these two guys in New York, and they make sausages. So episode oh. one, they're making a bacon, egg, and cheese sausage. Wow, that sounds that sounds pretty delicious. How did it come out? Pretty good. They made two different versions, and in the next episode, they go to a guy who's making pastrami with fish sauce. That I would eat. That I would totally eat pastrami with fish sauce. Homemade fish sauce. Oh, okay, even better. I that's one of those. That's actually one of my videos that I want to do at some point in my life is oh. actually make oh, I'm doing fish it. sauce. I'm yeah? doing it. I've gotten permission 
to dig a hole in the backyard because I'm gonna bury some crocs. That way it doesn't smell. Ah, that's pretty smart. <laughs> Definitely, uh, that sounds like a good idea. Because if you're uh, making yeah. fish sauce, from what I've heard, you need, like, you know, containment. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, okay, so what? who else are you currently really into as uh, far as cooking channels Obviously, go? you and I are both love um, Alex from French Guy Cooking. Yes, I do. I really love him, and I and I, I just also find his personality great. His like his videos are so cool. I love the series as well. The fact that he's like, hey, I've just you know he wanted to make ramen, and then he got this pasta maker, and now he's making lasagna, and it's like there's like continuity to it, and I really dig that. Yeah, yeah. Um, other again, mainstream channel, but uh, Bon Appetit makes some great stuff. Yep. Bon Appetit magazine has their YouTube channel. They've got a great fermentation series, and they've got some fun other shows, too. Yep. Have you seen any uh, of their stuff? I think it's, again, same thing where I've seen them, but maybe I didn't really, like, recognize what I was watching. Uh, definitely enjoyed that, though. I think, I, from what I have seen with Bon Appetit, I think... I'm trying to think what exactly I've seen from them, which is... You may, you've probably good. seen It's Alive with that Brad Young. Yes, 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 yes. This and also, don't the, are they the ones that do the, um, yeah, like gushers and they make the, they try to make the like like Twinkies, for example. That yeah, was really they, cool. They do that too, yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, um, let me see. Nothing else super jumps to mind. Uh, what about like you? You're into Chef Steps, I'm guessing, right? Oh, of course. Yes. I mean, to to me, they're one of the, the ones that got me really into this. That, especially Chef Steps and also Food Wishes. Both of these, uh, Chef John, uh, really got me into the, like, the idea of like being like, yeah, I can do this too. Um, Chef Steps is really cool. I just, I think it's kind of sad that recently they're just mostly focused on uh, the jewel and this, you know, sous vide everything. But, uh, you know, it's it's okay. I see, you know, they have to they have to pay the bills, I guess, so... Yeah, and you know, honestly, if you go, like, way back into their YouTube archive, there's, like, some pretty awesome stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I would say that I would say that a lot of the stuff that was done, their original videos are just, like, absolutely fantastic. And not just that, they're just, they're beautiful to watch. You can just watch them. Like, you could just be like, I'm never going to make this. But, like, it's inner, it's just, like, it's it's artwork that you're watching, I think. Yeah, I, I, um, I, 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 I'm sure they'll upload. They upload occasionally. Yeah. But not um, as much. Yeah, or if they do now, it's mostly about the, uh, this. you know, it's a sous vide recipe with Jewel, which is, like I said, you know, I understand what they're doing, but... Um, also, I, mean, I, I, I... I have a Jewel. Oh, yeah? So it works. Okay, great. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I also really like... Um, so Kenji Lopez Alt also has his own channel, which is like really, I really dig that. Yeah, it's um, weird. I Fruit Wishes and Kenji Lopez. I've heard about them, but I've actually never watched their content, which is weird. I don't have a reason. Uh, I don't have a reason not to. I just, I don't know. 
Let, let me just maybe like so i just want a quick shout out to chef john i mean he doesn't need it but <laughs> i think i have to say like honestly this guy his style was exactly what got me into my style for my youtube channels because i just i thought it was so amazing to watch his he always has beautifully lit you know centered entirely around food you do not see this guy at all like you i mean every very rarely you can see him like in an interview or something like this but for the most part he is only focused on the food it is just about like what he's doing it's always shot beautifully and uh, he does a really great job. And it's also, it's just somehow like really like, like again, like you can just watch these and you don't need to cook the videos, but just, you know, watch them and learn how to, you know, do fry stuff or whatever. And it's really, I just, I love that. Uh, uh, um, also, another great, more entertainment channel here, actually. One, Binging with Babish, obviously. Yeah. Great yeah. channel huge channel but obviously yeah. a lot of good uh technique behind that too yes yes and his videos are also really just perfectly done they're just i like i i like watch i mean to me that's also important i've you can find videos out there but sometimes they're just the quality is so distracting or the audio is so bad or whatever just you don't want to watch this or you get distracted um, I think that when somebody makes a video like like with Bingy with Babish or you know uh, these other channels, it's just like it catches and grabs your attention. You're like, I have to make this. Did you watch the latest one with um? What's that director's name? Who did Chef? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Oh, uh, you got it. I, okay, I I have to definitely check this Jim, out. Jim and also, yeah, he did a recipe from the movie Chef. With John Favreau and with um, uh, Roy Choi, which is awesome. Oh, that sounds cool. I have okay. I'll definitely check that out. I I think the last thing I saw was the Breaking Bad special. I'm like really bad about watching his channel for some reason. Um, let's see. Also, do you know I? There's another woman that I follow. Uh, her name is Helen Rennie. She is a like a a kind of relatively small youtube now we're i mean for me this is she's just like i think about thirty thousand subscribers oh. which is i mean much much smaller than compared to like binging with babish yeah um she is uh but she does these really really cool videos where she's um she's doing stuff and she tests it scientifically and so for example she she has a video of like is nonstick dangerous and she like you know talks about like how the chemicals in nonstick, they need to be heated above a certain point. And so then she actually tests the nonstick and, you know, tests whether or not her pans actually get to this temperature or, um, you know, what she can do or, like, what, what her techniques are to mitigate the the pan from getting too hot. And, like, that's just an example of, like, one. And she does these, like, very scientific, again, very beautiful uh, videos where she takes a topic that, I mean, stuff that I normally don't think about. Like, for example, I didn't really think about nonstick coatings and whether or not they're unhealthy. Um, <clears throat> but to to be able to show this, it's pretty pretty awesome. So I definitely recommend checking her out if you're interested in kind of more food sciencey type videos. Um, her name is uh, Helen uh, with so it's H E L E N space R E N N I E. Uh, definitely check out her stuff. She's awesome. Yeah, and I got I have one more sort of recommendation. It's yeah. gonna be a bit a, a little out of the field. I know a lot of people maybe probably don't like it, but Epic Meal Time is entertaining. Is it so? What's the deal with Epic Meal Time? It's still going, right? Yeah, everyone thinks 
Whenever I mention it to people, people think it's like dead, but there's still a huge channel. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I I would still say so. I just looked this up right now, and the video from yesterday has fifty one thousand views, which is I mean that's more than I could ever hope for in any of my videos. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it is for entertainment purposes. But every yeah. once in a while, they throw an idea. I'm like, I can make that work. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I I'm not. It's kind of funny. I think we both have like kind of orthogonal, you know, videos. We we kind of watch maybe less of the same stuff but it's pretty cool that you know uh we both kind of have this interest so maybe people listening can kind of have uh find something interesting from there yeah, I, I, will you... say, I will say as ridiculous as epic mealtime is i think their technique and their style has definitely matured a bit yeah yeah i have it's been a while since i've watched an epic mealtime video but I think that's not uh, really their fault, but just because I'm really bad. And I don't know, I find <laughs> I'm always like watching uh, weird stuff, I think. Yeah. Do you do you watch anybody who's um, uh, like like food travelers? So like kind of like I mean, um, for example, I follow the, the channel Strictly Dumpling uh, with Mike Chen. And I really like this style as well. There's some other guys um, also doing these kind of videos where they're Basically, they travel the world and they try street food at different places. And uh, it's not, you know, strictly about recipes, but um, I definitely enjoy these kind of videos as yeah, well. Um, Zagat and, and Eater have several series that are like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, on Eater, Dining on a Dime is great. That's a food travel show. Okay. So that's wow. pretty good. Yeah, you gotta get other uh, stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I need to find more time for YouTube, huh? <laughs> yeah, I I think it's cool. I mean, there's definitely like a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff. I think it's also cool just to watch. Uh, every once in a while, you'll just see even normal YouTubers who don't have anything to do with food normally. They they end up trying to make a recipe video, and that's also can be quite entertaining. So uh, I definitely enjoy that kind of stuff as well. Uh, also, big shout out to Maylee. They're a pretty big YouTube channel, all about tea, and they're why I'm a tea snob. Yeah. Mayleaf. Yeah, M E I leaf. Okay. They're all right. They're a tea shop in London, and then they make YouTube videos. Oh, and they're pretty small too. It looks like. Yeah, relatively I just, small. Just gave them a subscription. This sounds interesting. Yeah, I they, I was they, just they did a collab with um French guy. Ah, okay. I I missed this then. Uh, totally. Um, lastly, I think we have to shout out some of the other people that are that I've worked with. Uh, just um, Jesse from the channel Still It, which this hopefully this podcast, my interview with him will be coming out soon. Uh, and this was a really he's doing really awesome stuff. If you're into into distilling, um, <coughs> excuse me, he's doing awesome stuff with that. And his channel is really cool. He does a lot of uh, very scientific breakdown of how distilling works. And uh, along the same lines, um, Bearded and Bored, um, who hopefully maybe will also be doing another interview with uh, sometime in the future. He's uh, more of a self-sustain, uh, sustaining um, kind of like homesteading type videos. Definitely check that kind of stuff out. Oh, too. that's cool. Yeah. Oh, also, I think we may have even mentioned this at some other point, but uh, Cody's lab. There's also another yeah. great 
channel that's not always food related, but either way, the videos are always great. Yeah, I think it's like if you're interested in like the science kind of stuff, this is, I mean, in it almost is like a recipe video sometimes sometimes he's making gold or you know he's like this getting gold or whatever but it, it's kind of follows this kind of same idea as some of these recipe videos yeah totally so yeah i think now would be a good time for a would you rather yeah let's do it so i i'm guessing i have an idea so i can go first yeah sure as it went away i think it's very funny how in episode two of the podcast we talked about like what's your dinner you worth and then the week later you did the time pod video <laughs> yeah i know totally totally sell out yeah <laughs> so here's what would you rather you get uh you you get a hundred thousand loyal subscribers but Oh, it's not really would you rather, it's more of a, a hypothetical. Okay. But, you have to do a collab with Logan Paul. Uh. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I feel like if that happened, then my, my 100,000 loyal subscribers would be like 15-year-old boys who wanted to see me like make, I don't know something silly but <laughs> yeah i i don't know that's kind of a, a difficult question probably I, I you know actually just from like a like but from a perspective of like this guy i i just couldn't do it i think i think that i'd have to like i'd have to you know 100,000 subscribers is, is nice but like i think that it's possible to get there without like selling out well, yeah, i guess the question now is what's the price I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because also, like you know, like I said, with this thing with the the the, the Tide Pods, you know, next week I'm gonna be getting a phone call from Logan Paul, being like, "Hey, I'm really into your channel. I think we need to do a collab." Yeah, like, what, and I'm gonna what, be like, <laughs> "What would you do?" I mean, honestly, it's hard to say, because like being in a situation is one thing. Like, if I can sit in my armchair right now and be like, "Yeah, I would never do that. I have such high morals," but you know. I think under the pressure, I might, I, I might bend. Who knows? So we'll see. We'll okay, see. I, I might just, I just went 180 degrees on what I said a few seconds ago. Yeah, it's so. pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I can do it either. Yeah. But again, um, you know, it's a, it's a different thing when you're, when you're faced with it for real. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that it's important to recognize that. But, all right. So let me think here now. Okay, we can edit out any awkward pauses. Yeah. All right. So, would you rather have to cook for people and never actually be able to eat the food that you make, or only be able to eat food that you never? So you never are able to cook. So, so you only so yeah never eat my own food or never feed yes. anyone. Yes. Ooh. That's tough. I mean, obviously, most of the time, I'm only cooking for myself. Yeah. But I do like cooking for other people. Fuck. <laughs> mm. I think 
shit, that's tough. Okay. Mm, I think I like cook for myself. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, because I can still make videos. Yeah, yeah, and also, I mean, in some way, if I feel like if you don't get to taste your own food, you won't ever know if it's bad. <laughs> like, like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What were you? Um, I think, although I just said that, you know, again, I'm going back on what I said. I think I'd rather cook for other people. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, for example, um, my in 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 my house, I typically sometimes I mostly cook for um my girlfriend, and when she's gone and it's just me by myself, like, I won't cook food. I won't cook anything. That's I mean, I'll do stuff for the for the YouTube channel, but outside of that, I typically like. I just cook like whatever's quick and whatever's easy and um if especially if I'm like really busy or really stressed and I don't have time you know every once in a while I'll be like okay I'm going to make this one thing but like for the most part I like absolutely love cooking for other people and that's like one of the main reasons why I do it So you're going to cook for others? Yeah, I think I got to have to go with cooking for others. I think that's oh. where I'd, I'd actually do that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I've got another one. Again, shit. I really suck at would you rather? I just call hypotheticals. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Uh, yeah, same principle. Okay. You get three, like, basically all the ingredients you get to cook with are free. Okay. So you have an unlimited budget to do whatever you want, but you have to cook vegan with several other allergy restrictions. Which allergy restric uh, restrictions? So like, let's say, uh, like, let's say no nuts, no nuts, no nuts, okay, no gluten, okay, no raw onion, and no raw onion, and vegan. Uh, I mean, the so thing is that like that's how you have to eat, but you get free food. I would say I could, I, I would, I, you know, the nuts, I think that's, that's going to throw me. And the gluten is also, I mean, I really love bread as well, but the idea isn't strictly bad to have to have those restrictions. So, I mean, like I could cook vegan food. I have had like, um, friends in the past that I've cooked for that have like super weird allergy restrictions and it makes you like get creative and like come up with really crazy ways of like doing accomplishing the same thing or could you but, do that forever yeah exactly i don't know because i definitely have to say that most of the time although it's you know for example if you want to make a vegan you know beef gravy or something like that like you can make something that kind of tastes similar but it's not the same mm -hmm. so i think i think i don't know um just because of the uh really because of the nuts and the gluten i would have to uh i'd have to pass and I have to say, I'd rather just pay for my own, <laughs> my own stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I've got, hmm. I've got one more. If you need time to think. Yeah. Okay. This is yeah, a, yeah. This is an actual. Would you rather? Okay. Okay. Would you rather get one? Oh shit! This isn't. This isn't just hypothetical. Okay. You get to go. To one high-end restaurant a year for free. Okay. But 
you don't get to eat, like, cheap street food. Uh... Because that's, that's pretty hard. I mean, so in Germany, unfortunately, there's not much street food at all, really. Yeah, um, no, no, like, basically, you're either paying for a relatively nice meal, cooking for yourself, but nothing, nothing low-class. But, but the reward is you get a free meal once a year at a really <laughs> high-end restaurant. <laughs> Um, so that's quite no, no convenient meals, basically. Mm. As as bad as it sounds, I think I'm gonna have to go with the ability to have access to low quality food, uh, because really? actually, yeah, I I know as bad as it sounds. I mean, I I do every once in a while like actually go on like purges, and I'm like I'm not eating anything terrible for like the next couple months or whatever. And I've done that, and it's completely fine, and I don't really miss, like, bad food. But every once in a while, you just get a craving for something that you just know is not good. You just want a donut or something like this, and you're just like, I have to get a donut. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I have to go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a donut. Like, that's just, this is gonna happen. I'm sorry. There's nothing that's... And actually, I had this conversation with, with my girlfriend earlier this week about, like, imagine if McDonald's was, like, a very, like, expensive restaurant. Like, it was, you know, like, or it was, like, $12 for hamburger. You probably wouldn't, you know, a hamburger and fries or whatever. Like, you probably wouldn't eat there that often. I mean, probably the same amount that you eat there now, at least uh, for me, that's the case. Uh, but every once in a while, you would still get the craving. And I, at least for me, I would probably get a craving about once every two to three months to be like, all right, I'm sorry, I have to get a McDonald's hamburger. As terrible as it is, I just have to do this. And uh, I think... There's just something about, like, for me, there's something about really low-quality food that sometimes, like, it's just bad food. And, you know, when you're eating it, you're like, this is, why am I doing this? But there's just something about it. I don't know. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, I, I would take the, the free meal at the nice place. Yeah, that's good though. That means that that means you live you you're living a good life. <laughs> you're living the life the way that it should be done, not eating trash food like yeah. uh, like I am often doing. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'll cook with some trash ingredients. I'll I'll yeah. slap some craft singles on on bread at the drop of a hat, but yeah. I, I don't eat out much. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, and like I mean, and, that's, nope. that's, a, that's another fun challenge actually. Only expensive ingredients or only low-end ingredients? Like cheap ingredients. Yeah. Like below $5 or something per or just, whatever. Any, anything you would buy at like a budget grocery store. Or only expensive ingredients. Yes. Oh, that'd be really crazy. So, for example, you couldn't probably just use like flour because like that's yeah, just no, too you basic. You have to get like... A local, a local yeah. whole wheat, ancient or like grain. gluten-free, whatever chickpea flour. Yeah, um, I think that I would actually go for cheap ingredients. I think that you, there's there's actually quite a bit of versatility at the bottom, and I think that it's you know it's nice to have expensive ingredients, but you can do so much with just so little. I mean, like even thinking well, about okay, it, that, like, that means no. No Parmigiano Reggiano. Yeah, that's gonna no, be tough. You could no, you could get the no good vegetables. 
Uh, no, yeah. no, like real farm fresh vegetables. Only I like do- supermarket shit. I do have to say though, it's it might be so in the U.S. and I think maybe in Canada it must be similar. Uh, this is the case that vegetables are kind of actually they're really expensive. What here in Germany actually for some reason, which is op- it's weird, but like, it vegetables are just dirt cheap. It's like I don't are pay they, typically. Are they good yeah, they're they're great, and yeah. usually they're they're farmed within the the region that I live in. So which is quite nice. Um, Wait, then like so only canned vegetables or something. I don't know. Oh, that would be terrible. Canned vegetables <laughs> are the worst. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a similar but different question. Only processed food or never processed food? Okay. In this context, I would have to say never processed food. Yeah. Um, which I, I really, I'm sorry, I really don't like the, the I, like the terminology, like processed food. It's like, to me, it's like one of these like fake science words like like toxin, or the, like, but or, it or does. Like, I mean, to clarify, like only food that's like packaged from like a big yeah. brand. Yeah, 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 and like I, I definitely green I, giant canned vegetables, spam, plain beans, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I definitely, I definitely knew what you mean, and I definitely think that the like that label works completely fine, and like for this kind of context, it's fine. I really, the one thing it just like really grinds my gears is when I like hear from people being like oh this is this food's not processed and it's like no you're a company you're a food company that's like with an assembly line making potato chips like this is processed food like what are you talking about you can't just say that oh yeah um, no, I, I agree yeah it's just a, um, it's a fun <laughs> it's like it's like a few a few years ago when people were saying oh it's natural it's like okay well what does natural mean like <laughs> yeah these potato chips are natural like yeah well they're they're not made of you know uh styrofoam <laughs> like okay that's that's good um yeah i i think that um i would but i know what you mean by like not like processed in the in the aspect that it's uh it could probably survive a nuclear war industrially (laughs) made yeah exactly i would say i mean everybody has this romantic idea i think in the back of their minds of like living out in a cabin out in the woods and raising your own vegetables and livestock and you know doing that kind of stuff and i think of course that would be just i think an amazing thing to do if you have the ability to and uh i think like a situation like that i would much rather have than have to cook with only stuff i could find at a you know convenience store like 7-eleven or something like this yeah Yeah. um let's yeah, I, I, let me see. Let me think about one. I think so. I I've been really thinking a lot about spices recently. So let me see if I can find one related around spices. So, all right. Let's say you have for the rest of your life mm-hmm. to cook with one. Let's say say like spice group mm-hmm. uh, from let's say a specific type of cuisine. So okay. for example, you could say you could say like. Thai, and then you could have access to like lemongrass and galangal, and like yeah. uh, you know the stuff that's in this. But you couldn't use like cinnamon because cinnamon's not typically used in in Thai food. Mm. So if you were to pick one kind of cultural, like you know what's typically found in a specific uh, type of cultural food, what kind of spice group would you have to uh, go with? Okay, I'm gonna go Italian. Italian, yeah. I mean, I get all the dry herbs, like most yeah. of them. I get rosemary, yeah. I get 
oregano, I get tarragon, uh, nutmeg, pepper, juniper. I mean, I don't yeah. use a lot of exotic spices. I mean, I definitely okay. do sometimes. What I mean, I I see. I couldn't live without like cumin. Like that's the okay. Yeah. Cumin or like so what what's not let's let's say what's what's better so what's not an Italian uh spice? Okay, so cumin, got, like, I wouldn't say cumin isn't. I would say a lot of the Indian spices aren't. Like yeah. turmeric, um certain I give a chili flake, but not like paprika yeah. or cayenne. Yeah. Um not really so much like sumac or cinnamon mm-hmm. or yeah, I guess I would say cinnamon's yeah. out if we're gonna be a bit yeah. strict. Yeah, that would be hard. <laughs> Not having access See, to cinnamon would be. I, I don't really like cinnamon. Ah, okay, okay. I get, I get nutmeg for sure. Nutmeg is definitely Italian. I mean, yeah. as a as an ingredient, obviously, no one's growing nutmeg in Italy. But yeah, nutmeg yeah. is very fundamental to. Yeah, the cuisine. See. That's the funny thing. I don't typically use the the like um, the leaf herbs so much, so I don't really use rosemary or sage or uh, you know parsley that often. But I definitely think that they're very important and they definitely have a role. Um, I would say for me, I would say for me maybe like I would have to go with like I think I would go with Indian just because it has like the most like the most of those kind of spices, but it definitely doesn't have like tarragon or you know parsley basically the opposite of yours <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah i definitely i think that would suck not having access to those ingredients but i just definitely would need things like uh peppers and cumin and fennel and turmeric well i think yeah. that might be a good place to leave it for the audience what yeah. spice palette that's sort of based on the culture would you, if you had to pick one, and don't pick American, so you get all of them. You gotta yeah. pick. <laughs> you gotta pick like something a bit specific. Yeah, yeah, and just let us know, cause that I mean I'm really curious as well. I think this is kind of an interesting question to ask people for now, and I might start asking people this question when I'm uh, meeting them for the first time. Could be a good icebreaker. Yeah, who knows? All right, well, thank you yeah. so much for listening, everybody. Uh, yeah. Until next time. Yeah, until next time.